What is going on, you guys? I go by the name Unknown. And you and I go by Eddie. To the pipe and you're bomb listening podcast. to the Pipe this Bomb is our Podcast. Night Raw review from the February 10th, 2020 episode. And before we get started, um, I know we didn't upload AEW, NXT, and SmackDown from last week. Um, there's been a, a little bit of personal, like family problems. So for that reason alone, we didn't review anything because I'm I, like, for me, I wanted to like be with my family and like this personal time. So we just decided family comes first, fuck the review and you know, whatever. But we did watch AEW, we did watch NXT, and we did watch SmackDown. We thought AEW was kind of eh. NXT was really good. The Dream and SmackDown was, was pretty decent. It wasn't bad, but it had a nice flow to it, you know, and that's what we'll say about that. Right. But we're going to jump right into the Monday Night Raw review, and I'm not going to lie. I kind of enjoyed this episode of Monday Night Raw. I don't know about you. I kind of, like, it wasn't like, oh, my God, this is the best Raw I've seen, right? But it was one of those things where, like, you've had shitty Raws. Right? Then when you watch one Monday Night Raw, then you're like, wow. I, I don't have the urge to fall asleep. Then you feel like you're watching something that's pretty entertaining. Or somewhat. You know, than previous right. weeks. Um, The opening segment was with Rollins, Murphy, and AOP. And yes, they dropped the Buddy from Buddy Murphy's name. I'm not gonna... Nobody needs to die on that hill. Buddy Murphy was a stupid name to begin with. To be honest, Murphy cool, not really, but whatever. And they're in the ring, and Seth starts cutting a promo about, you know, being the typical bullshit, the Monday Night Raw, the, the Monday Night Messiah, and Seth that the Viking Raiders are gonna pay for costing him a match with Lesnar for the WWE Championship at Super Showdown, that Owens and the Viking Raiders come out, they had enough of the talking, and they all start brawling. AOP and Murphy jump out the ring, they start fighting with the Viking Raiders, and um and Owens, Seth Rollins are still in the ring. Then Samoa Joe returns and puts Rollins in the fucking Coquina clutch. And then they and then AOP jump back in the ring and the whole brawl starts going out. And it was it was a pretty decent start to Raw. It was pretty decent. It wasn't amazing. What I did like about it was they didn't do the typical five people standing waiting for somebody to drop on them, which I kind of liked. They didn't do. They just and Rollins and everybody ran. You know? Just something simple. Then that set up their eventual, you know, main event later on in the night. Overall, I gave the opening to Raw 5 out of 10. You know? Yeah. It, it wasn't that. a strong too. opener, but it wasn't the typical 20-minute fucking promo. You know? Just to fucking kill time before the first commercial break. You know? Then the first match we get for is Becky Lynch versus Oscar for the Raw Women's Championship. This was an amazing match. Fucking, this was better than 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 their match at Royal Rumble, in my opinion. Light years better than their match at Royal Rumble. This match was really good. I like the back and forth. I I like the pacing of it. What kind of almost ruined the match for me, personally, was the fucking two to three commercial breaks. No commercial breaks, man. This match would have been a fucking eight, nine out of ten. But it was still a really good match. I especially like the ending with the fucking close pinfalls and the near pinfalls and the schoolboys and the roll ups. And then 
fucking Becky hits a rock bottom for the finish. One, two, three, and Becky Lynch retains her Raw Women's Championship. And we called last week's Raw review. Baszler was debut, and that's what happened. And um, how can I put this in, in a good way? Shayna Baszler was the main event of Survivor Series, right? She came out at in like in the number thirty spot at the Rumble. Granted, it it was her main roster debut, but you didn't really did you really need to debut her as Morbius, fucking biting Becky back of the neck? Did we really need that? But I'm I'm surprised we even got color. That idea got color, first of all. That was crazy. I mean, you're right. You're right. We did get well, it was a blood packet. And and it was Vince's idea. Well, yeah, from reports, it was Paul and Vince's idea for, for her to do that. So it was kind of like, okay, Vince is trying something, but my fear is that you heard fucking Todd Phillips and Jerry the King Lawler like, oh, she's a vampire. And now I'm scared that turn into the fucking female gang growth. Coming up from the fucking from from the stage with fire to the fucking brew theme, wearing a fucking big ass white shirt. That's my fucking fear, you know. But overall, like she didn't really need to do that, you know. All she needs to do is just attack and beat the fuck out of Becky Lynch. Like if you wanted color, you could have just had Shayna really just bust open Becky. If you really wanted that, yo, Shane is gonna fuck you mania and she's taking your belt from you. About it. You know? But hey, this was the safer way. I didn't agree with the way they did it with the biting. You know, and this report saying that it was too big for TV, that some sponsors were not happy about that segment. And now when you watch it back on the network, I I don't know specifically, but a few people tell me I haven't went back to go watch it, that now when you watch it, the whole part of the segment when Shane is attacking Becky is in black and white. And even the pictures in the WWE Network is in black and white. Because certain sponsors were not wow. happy with that 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 segment. Which is fucking retarded. Because I heard some people were like, did she, did she really need a bite around the neck? But then there were some people like, I liked it because he got colored. We never seen blood on TV in a while without it going black and white, you know? So people were like, okay, Vince is trying to do something a little bit edgy, even though it was a fucking vampire kind of bullshit thing, Hannibal Lecter fucking weird shit, you know? Overall, I enjoyed the Oscar and Becky Lynch match. That was my favorite match of the night, right? But the Shayna Baszler thing, like, you didn't need to debut her in that manner, but it got the point across that Shayna Baszler is one crazy bitch. You know, that's all I would say about that. And we get into the second match, right. and it was the Street Profits versus Mojo Riley and Riddick Moss. This match didn't really go on too long. It barely lasted two minutes. Um, fucking the Street Profits hit the finish on Riddick Moss, and Mojo didn't even try to break up the pin. And then the Street Profits pick up the victory. Mojo Riley is fucking pissed. They're like the Street Profits going in the crowd, running around with the rest solo cups. Then Riddick Moss upsets the world, pins Mojo Rawley, and captures the championship. Wow. That was kind of weird. I don't know what they're doing with this because it's like you had Mojo cut these promos of like, 
this is not going to be the hide-and-seek title. Then you just had Riddick Moss pin Mojo, and now he's playing hide-and-seek. I don't... I just don't know what the fuck it is. Street Profits are fucking dead and buried. I, I feel like... I don't think that... Matter of fact, I'm going to take it back. I don't think that they're buried. I just think they need a serious feud. But because the tag team division on Raw is dead, it's like, who, you know what I'm trying to say? It's kind of dead. And we right. get into something that I didn't like. But they show Becky Lynch. You know, she's backstage. She's screaming and she's cursing like, fuck, the bitch bit me. The bitch fucking bit me. Why the fuck she bit me? You can hear the cat, like, you know, the audio cut on live. Yo, she fucking bit me. Jesus fucking Christ. She bit me. And you... She fights off um, the paramedics in a way. Like, she pushes them off. And she drives herself to the hospital. Uh-huh. That makes... To me, that makes no... Yeah, and anyway, that makes no fucking sense. Because if you... And, and then, then she, she comes, comes later back on in the out. night. And it's like... The thing that pisses me off about it is like... If you just got bit, especially in the area that she got bit... And you're bleeding that much. Why won't you just? Why would you just like fuck you? Fuck you! I'm gonna drive myself to the hospital. I understand trying right. to make her like all oh, the man and like you know this this tough bitch, but it's like you're losing the the, the realism of it because you you got bit in the fucking neck and you're bleeding profusely, quote unquote. You know. So realistically. Any normal person, if you just got bit in the neck like that and you're bleeding that much, you wouldn't have fucking like, fuck you, I'm going to drive myself to the hospital. What they could have done was shown her in the fucking trainer's room getting stitched up and, you know, just have her fucking be mad as fuck there, you know, instead of doing that bullshit with the drive hospital in the ambulance, you know? That was one thing I didn't like. Right. We're going to get into the problem she cut later on that really pissed me off, but we'll get to it when we get to it. Then we get MVP, and he brings back the VIP lines with best Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre walks down the ring. The 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 bouncers are like, your name is not on the list. Drew McIntyre punks them, shoves the, the red velvet rope, and goes in the ring. Then MVP says, happy for you. You single-leggedly, corny fucking line, eliminated Brock Lesnar and won the 2020 Royal Rumble match, and now you... Punch yourself a ticket to face Brock Lesnar in the main event of Virginia, right? Then MVP continues to say that Drew, people are talking. You're not you're not ready to be WWE champion. You're not WWE championship material, and says that Drew needs him to be the one to like do the interview so he doesn't get distracted and he can just focus on beating Brock Lesnar. Then. Drew McIntyre calls MVP an ass kisser. Then MVP with a corny, typical line. I've never been known to be an ass kisser, but I've been known to be an ass kicker. Oh, shit. Yeah, just like whatever, you know. And then Drew gives MVP a glass kiss. Then he does the three, two, one, and then Claymore kicks MVP. Look beautiful. I really enjoy this segment besides the the corny lines that, you know, the MVP said. Overall, I gave this segment a 6 out of 10. Yeah. It showed a bit of, of Drew's personality a little bit more. Than at the and we end. had MVP again. Yeah. 
And then after Drew gave MVP the Claymore kick, he did the balling thing that MVP does. So I found that kind of funny. Oh. I found that kind of funny. Yeah. And then after that, we get into a match, and it's Angel Garza versus Cedric Alexander. I, I don't even know what to say. I like Angel Garza, but Cedric Alexander is dead. Way dead. He's not even, he's fucking dead. He's dead. Then you bring in Humberto Carrillo and this Humberto Carrillo, Angel Garza, cousin, you bullshit. No one cares about Humberto. Nobody cares. Really, nobody cares. So at this point, it's like you're just putting him in there and you're just wasting TV time. At this point, right. you know? And the match was pretty decent. Angel Garza um, picks up the victory over um, over Cedric Alexander. I give overall I gave the match a four out of ten. It didn't really need to yeah. be there. It was kind of whatever. Then the next match we get is Rhea Ripley versus Sarah Logan. Before the match, Sarah Logan comes down and she's basically saying, "If you don't know who I am," I'm... and the people start booing her. It's like, "Bitch, we don't give a fuck who you are." I'm sorry. Like at this point, if if they don't want to fire Sarah Logan. With the fucking Viking Raiders and have her be the one to like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like win right. matches if the Viking Raiders push them to go heel. But Sarah Logan right now is just like, she's basically the worst version or the she version of Natalia. At least Natalia, right, could put on a good match and at least make the other wrestler look good. Sarah Logan. It's just a fucking job at this point, and it's just there to fucking eat a kick, eat a punch, and then one, two, three, you're back in catering, you know? And then she has a fight with Rhea Ripley. Charlotte Flair comes out, and then Rhea Ripley's trying to impress Charlotte with... She hits Sarah Logan with mean lines, mean clotheslines in the kick. Rhea Ripley picks up the victory. Then Rhea Ripley is, is basically asking Charlotte, like, I went to SmackDown, I went to Raw, to NXT, and all this... And she's basically waiting for Charlotte to answer her. And Charlotte cuts one of the shittiest fucking prompts and says, how how do I know if you're going to be the NXT champion after Sunday? Because this Sunday is NXT TakeOver Portland and Rhea Ripley fights um, Bianca Belair for the NXT Women's Championship. So I kind of understand that. But this feud, to me, is dead. It's, it's dead. Because the promos have been atrocious. I lost whatever interest we had in this match was, was gone. It's gone. It's gone. Give a fuck about this feud whatsoever. Then we get into the next match, and it's Bobby Lashley versus Ricochet. It was a decent match because Bobby Lashley is mad that Ricochet um, won last week in the triple. Th- Determine the number the number one contender for Brock WWE Championship at Saudi Arabia Blood Money, and Bobby Lashley wants to prove that the that Ricochet's win was was a fluke that 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 Ricochet got lucky, and then Ricochet beat him again in a pretty decent match. It wasn't a phenomenal match, an amazing match, but it was pretty decent for what it was. You know, um, Ricochet picks up the victory. I give this match a five out of ten. Nothing too special. You know, and then after that, comes out to the ring and starts saying, I know you're wondering why 
I did what I did to Edge. Then Matt Hardy comes out to ask Randy, why did he attack Edge? Edge was your friend. Then Matt Hardy brings up, like, person on the planet was more angry at Edge at one point in time than myself, Matt Hardy, because the whole, like, real life, you know, that Edge stole Lita from Matt Hardy shit and back in, 20, right. in 2006, 2005, I believe, I don't know. So, yeah, I, I thought the, the, the promo that my, Matt Hardy cut was, was pretty good, you know? And then Randy goes for RKO on Matt. Matt shoves him away. Matt's attacking fucking Randy with let, like punches and punches, punches. The crowd's going crazy. And then Randy pushes Matt Hardy out the way. Randy hits Matt Hardy with RKO. Randy has that look in his eye like, you, you, you don't fucked up, bitch. You don't, you don't really fucked up. Goes outside to the, to the timekeeper's area, grabs two chairs, and gives Matt Hardy a concerto. And this is basically... WWE's way of writing Matt Hardy off TV for good because we already know that Matt Hardy is not staying with WWE. March 1st, match match 1st. March 1st, Matt Hardy's at the company. After that segment, he tweeted with a link to the latest episode of the Frida Delete and he basically put in all caps goodbye. And he already confirmed that March 1st that's the day his contract ends, and he has a non-complete clause, which means what I understood from what people are telling me is that after that, he doesn't need a he doesn't need to wait ninety days to compete again. So he could just show up on Dynamite that Wednesday if he if he, you know if he does decide to go to AEW. You know, overall, this segment I gave it wasn't too long. It was straight to the point, really quick. You know. Yeah. And then after. We get Ruby Riot backstage interview, and she says that she's basically gonna put Liv Morgan in her place. That Liv is a follower, not a leader. That Liv is just a little puppy that you just have on the lead, and whatever you know, just typical best friend bullshit. I'm not really excited about the Ruby Riot Liv Morgan feud. I mean, the match that they could have down the line could be decent, but I really have no interest in it. You know. The next match we get is Alistair Black. And this match was pretty quick. Akira Tozawa j- jobs out to, to Alistair Black. Alistair Black Alistair gets a Black. nasty fucking black mask. And Alistair Black basically cuts a promo saying that you could be whatever you want to be. Don't let anybody tell you you can't achieve your dreams. You know, just a typical whatever. Then after that, this is when Becky Lynch comes back out to the ring. It says that Shayna Baszler had my thing about this fucking promo, in my opinion, is like you just got bit in the fucking neck. Right? You're bleeding, right. you're 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 cursing, you're like, fuck, this bitch really fucking bit me. You know? Then you push off the paramedics, drop yourself in the ambulance to the hospital, come back to go in the ring and cut a promo. If you wanted to Make Becky cut a promo. Why didn't you just have her in the trainers room getting stitched up? And while she's getting stitched up and cursing, like, fuck. Like, this shit hurts. Like, the bitch really got me. You could have just had her cut a promo backstage. She was getting stitched. Not have her come back out with a fucking gauze on her neck. Cutting a fucking cringy fucking promo. You know? It was just... Right. At this point, I think I'm getting tired of Becky. 
even though she gets probably the biggest pop besides Drew, she gets one of the biggest pops on Raw. You know? But mm-hmm. but her, her character is kind of stale. And we've seen it. doesn't matter what sport you're in, what career path you chose, basketball, football, baseball, pro wrestling. When you're the underdog, the world is behind you 1,000%. Once you, it's basically when you're climbing the mountain, they're rooting for you. You hit the peak of that mountain and you're looking above everybody else, it's fuck you. Because Becky's whole thing was like, I'm the man. They just trying to keep me down, but now I'm breaking the glass ceiling and I'm going to be the greatest women's wrestler of all time. Now that she did that, she's main evented on the, she main evented WrestleMania. She's won the belts. She has all this success, covers of video games and magazines and fucking cereal boxes. Now you're coming out trying to do the same shit that the company is trying to keep you down when you're the biggest thing in the company besides Drew and The Fiend. So it's like, she need, either she needs a heel turn sooner, like one of these days she needs a heel turn. I think after Maine will be the best way to turn her heel and have her like, that means you turn your back. The typical shit, like basically what, what fucking Seth Rollins did. You know? Right. It, I, the, she didn't really need a promo. She really didn't need to. It just looked kind of fucking stupid. Then we the main event, eight-man tag. Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and Viking Raiders versus Seth Rollins, Murphy, and AOP. This match was pretty good. I a lot. Even though I was kind of like, fuck. We got this match again. For like the fifth week in a row, fourth week in a row. You know what I'm going to say? Like, God damn, do we really got to see this match again? Right. But it was a pretty decent match. I liked the ending of the match. You know that Samoa Joe had the terrible clutch. Murphy, Seth Rollins comes out of nowhere, gets Samoa Joe a curb stomp, and Murphy hits, he takes the pin, one, two, three, and Rollins, Murphy, and AP pick up the victory. It was a decent main event. It was pretty good. I gave it a 6 out of 10. Overall, the only thing about this episode of Raw that I didn't like was the Shayna Baszler biting Becky. Becky driving herself to the hospital and back to the arena to cut a fucking cringy promo. That was probably the only thing I didn't like and the Charmin fucking promo and the interaction with Rhea Ripley. I felt like at that point it was kind of like, eh, for me. But my favorite thing of the night was the Becky Lynch versus um Oscar match. Phenomenal match. And the main event was was really good. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. Overall, I thought Raw was a four out of ten. What about you? Yeah, I thought it was a four out of ten. Four out of the 10? one segment I liked was was the of course the Drew. I liked that segment. That was probably the best one out of the night. Your favorite one? The Drew in the VIP lounge? My MVP. Yeah. I feel you. But anyway, guys, that is it for our Monday Night Raw review. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe, hit that notification bell, and if you enjoyed this Monday Night Raw review, that like with a Stone Cold Stunner, and in the comments, let us know. Did you like Monday Night Raw? Did you hate Monday Night Raw? Did you even watch Monday Night Raw? Did you want to kill yourself while watching Monday Night Raw? Let us know in the comment section down below. I go by the name Unknown. And I go by Eddie. And we got one thing to tell y'all. Pipe bomb.